0: What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a new episode of Phoenix Down. This is episode 20.1. And we are finishing up Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands. And we're also going to have a little special talk about uh, a wonderful Jake Gyllenhaal movie. (laughs) um, Which we'll get to a little later. But uh, last we left off, and I forgot to do an intro with everybody. Fucking hell, I can't, I can't ever think right.
1: Two
0: in a row, man. I know it's two in a row. Uh, we got Justin. What's up? And we have Matt. What's up, guys? And uh, yeah, last we left off, we left the prince, the the bulldog. Did you guys notice the bulldog teeth?
2: No. What the? No, heck? I never. I looked for it. I didn't
0: really. He had the, he had these weird teeth on his on the bottom. On his bottom jaw, it was just like they protruded just slightly to where it looked like a bulldog.
1: Yeah. I honestly forgot to look for it.
0: Well, but anyway, last we left him off, he just received a power where he can freeze water—not really freeze it, just kind of solidify it. And yeah, it 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 feels like you're slowing time, you're stopping time, but you're not stopping time because everything else moves at the same speed. I don't just know. Stop
1: in water time. Yeah, you just stop yeah. in water
0: time. Um, I don't even know where to go with this <laughs> because it progressively gets more difficult. Yes, it does. You're going to get some platforming parts where you're going to have to stop freezing water so you can pass through water, or to freeze water again to grab a hold of something made of water. Um and we get one more ability after the water thing um and that ability is to basically remember or bring back pieces of environment from this ancient tomb this ancient city
2: so we're not counting the the little jump maneuver as a new power
0: i mean you can
2: It's a new power in terms of how you progress through the puzzles and the levels. Yeah. But it's not really exciting like freezing water or reconstructing a past building. Yeah. I mean, all it is is a little air dash basically to attack people.
0: Yeah. Most of it is the ending to a platforming section. It's always platform, platform, and then the final thing before you reach the end of the platforming section is oh, you gotta dash into something. And it only works if you're kind of targeting an enemy. You can't just air Wait, crash. Fuck that, man. What? There were so
2: many times where I could swear I was targeting the enemy as much as my camera would let me, and it just wouldn't lock onto him and I would fall to my death.
0: <laughs> and it, did it ever happen to other people where you had a full fucking bar of rewind time, but you always forgot to hit the button and just let yourself die?
1: Um, I wouldn't say I forgot. I just got to the point of frustration and just didn't hit it. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that part. Because <laughs> that part fucking sucked. <laughs> but yeah, we get this other power where we can basically remember sections that have kind of disappeared or crumbled away. Uh, but you can only remember one section at a time. So it's another mechanic where you jump and then remember something and then jump again, and you remember something, and then you change to slow stop water for a second. and It gets kind of crazy toward the end there. Yeah, I'm getting some carpal tunnel from playing this on a laptop. Oh, God. I don't – oh, my God. I don't even know how – do you have a mouse at least?
2: Yeah, I do have a mouse. This game would be unplayable on a laptop without a mouse. <laughs> Literally unplayable. Because I'm using Alt, Control, Shift, Q. And uh, W-A-S-D. All with them in my left hand. It's, it's intense.
0: Oh, God, I couldn't do that. It was hard enough trying to do Stalker.
2: Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I tried to remember a section of the game, and then I would just jump instead and accidentally hit Spacebar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is why they invented gamepads. Yeah. <laughs> so, um what i didn't realize you remember when we talked about you play and you get these special congratulations you unlock you went, you reach this part and you get a point or you get some points for you play yeah uh there's a couple of rewards for the you play thing for Prince of Persia one of those being uh the costume for Altair oh, that's kind of cool from a, no it's it's Ezio it's Ezio's costume from Assassin's Creed 2 so i played the rest of the game in Ezio's costume and I also unlocked two extra um, ability points that I could put into something. So I went ahead and did that, too. Hmm. Um, even though I probably wasn't going to use them. Um, I didn't. By the time I finished this game, I still hadn't finished the skill tree. I probably had about four uh, things that I could have put points into that I didn't. But that's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if I would have got every sarcophagus I yes. would have had enough um to do it but I just didn't I ain't going back and looking for that So as far as story goes there's not much to talk about you know you you're, you're going to go through the you're going to go through sections you're going to go back to the land where the gen live and we go talk to her she gives us a new power then we go back and then we're still chasing after um fuck what's his name the brother Malik Malik for some reason I was going to say Kareem <laughs>
1: <laughs> close enough
0: close enough Abdul Jabbar um so uh but we I mean the the only thing we can talk about is basically as far as story goes is What is happening to Malik? He's he's becoming power hungry, uh, and eventually, uh, the the big bad demon, the uh, I can't remember his fucking name. I don't have any of the shit up. I should have brought the shit up. I'm not even I'm half assing this shit, man. (laughs) But anyway, the 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 big bad guy, the guy who controls Solomon's army, uh, he basically just takes over. Uh, Malik. And Malik turns into this gigantic Hulk of a demon-looking thing. And the uh, Jinn tells the prince, I'm sorry, but your brother has basically been taken over. That's not your brother anymore. Here's a sword. You need to kill him with it. So, that's what we do.
2: Yeah, that's the last thing she gives us.
0: Yeah. well, she, she, she <laughs> We get the sword ourselves down in the 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 ancient like solomon's kingdom right and uh but it doesn't have the power of the Jin in it so she enters the sword herself and now we have the power to kill everything in one fucking blow except for the guys with shields because you got to knock the shield away first and then you can kill them in one blow am i missing anything
2: that's the story. I mean, it's this game has about 30 seconds of story in
0: it. Yeah. I mean, that's that I mean that, that's really it. You know, they add a bunch of mechanics. Um and at the very end, uh, during a, a, I guess a chapter called The Final Climb, they implement every single one of those mechanics. Uh frustratingly so. There's two sections in this part where We're tasked with jumping in between four, or is it three waterfalls? Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Having to freeze time. All right, so you have to jump through a waterfall, freeze the water, do a wall jump off of the other water, jump to the one you just went through, jump off of it, unfreeze the water... Then pass through the middle waterfall, freeze water, jump into, jump off of the last waterfall, back to the middle waterfall, then jump away, unfreeze again so you can pass through the last waterfall, and then freeze again and grab a hold of a waterfall pipe. This took me 15 minutes to do. And the entire time, I said, I'm going to break this fucking controller. Because it was to a point where I, I was failing and saying, I can just go back. And so I had rewind time. But then I started getting my fucking buttons mixed up. And so when I want to freeze water, I just rewind time. I'm like, God fucking damn, I didn't want to do that. And like my brain knew what to do, but my fingers didn't want to do it
1: thought faster than you can act
0: that's exactly what it was and you kind
1: of have to because you you almost have to think like four steps ahead
0: yeah you're like okay i gotta do this 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 and this okay go well i messed up on the first try but then after that part you come across four fucking waterfalls like i gotta do this shit again at least this time i was kind of conditioned it only took me about five minutes to figure that one out and after that we just it's a chain of jumping onto birds and then jumping onto another bird. And then finally taking on Rakash. Ratash. Yeah, Ratash or Ratash. I'm going to call him And uh, we, we reach the top, Ratash is there, and it's one of those fights where you have a gigantic enemy, he has two arms and he will slam his arms onto the platform you're standing on. My God, how many times have I seen that boss fight? Right. In a game. Yeah. I have seen that fight in a game so many times. It's either you gotta hit his hand or you gotta hit the other hand, or he will eventually put both his hands down and then come closer. And you hit him in the face. The only difference is you hit him in the medallion in the chest. And you can only do it whenever he gets close after slamming his hand down. I
2: did kind of like the little pre-part to that level
0: in the middle of a sandstorm. Yeah, so there's this huge sandstorm going on, and it's it's feeding him even more power. And so there's this section where I was... For some reason, this totally looks like a quick-time event section, but this game doesn't have quick-time events. So you're basically doing a lot of this in real time where sections of the palace itself are floating in this gigantic tornado. You're riding on these sections while fighting enemies and then sliding down pieces of the environment and then having to, you know, jet onto the the, the birds and then jumping onto the the um the ones where you swing and stuff like that. That was kinda cool. I think it yeah, may have lasted I it
2: kinda, yeah I thought it was kinda cool because it, it was easy. Yeah. I thought I mean I didn't die at all in those parts. But there was a lot of times where I was making like leaps of faith basically. I'm like the camera's kinda steering me to jump out this way, and I'm just hoping there will be a bird there. Yeah. And so I kinda thought it was it was kinda fun because I was like on the edge of my seat. I'm like, I don't actually know what's gonna happen right here. Anything could fly up in this tornado. <laughs> you know, I have no idea what's gonna happen. Maybe Ritash will come
0: flying near me. I don't know. But I, I thought that was a really cool section. I think it may have lasted just slightly too long. Yeah. But, um.
1: I think the game lasted too long.
0: <laughs> really? This game wasn't long at all. Ugh.
1: It just. Uh, as many times as I got stuck on that stupid. Mm,
0: the final gosh. climb.
1: Dude, bro. Yeah. No, that's needless to say that I was so tempted to just break shit, but I couldn't because I didn't have another controller. So.
0: I did all this shit on Christmas. Mm. So, Merry Christmas to me. Right. I um, but after that, we um, oh god, we 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 battle him, and after that he he yeah that's pretty much the end of the game. We um, he he I thought they were going to do a cop out because after you kill him, everybody kind of turns back to normal, and then it shows Malik there. On the on the ground, and he he looks to be in tip top shape, and uh, the prince walks over to him, and then he's like he's he's in his dying moment. So I'm like, okay, good. They're actually going to do something mature a little bit, and uh, Malik died, and um, it it kind of just ends, like he's like uh, you know you you're as is like remember you're as good as king solomon himself and then he dies and then the prince is like malik and then it just gets the credits roll i'm like wow that ended fucking suddenly and then cut to the long possibly some of the longest fucking credits i've ever seen in my fucking life it has to be like at least 10 minutes of credits
1: oh there was a game I thought I would beat a while ago that was longer though
0: well the longest one for me was Battlefield Bad Company too because those credits just keep going I didn't know that they loop (laughs) oh do they really yeah I sat there for 20 fucking minutes waiting (laughs) on these credits then and and I was like fuck this shit and I I looked oh it loops
1: that's kind of a dick move
0: I know um but yeah the, the after the credits roll we get a small uh, narration by the prince saying that he go, he's going to go back to his father and tell him Malik's fate and um he he laid the sword uh that the the jin was in back in the uh Solomon city the city of the jinn, and that's it I was hoping that they were going to lead into the Warrior Within, like something not lead directly. Well, not really lead directly, but tell us, you know, what happened with this Dahaka, this black image, this black shadowy figure that's chasing the prince at the, you know, throughout all of Warrior Within. You know, I figured they'd lead up to that at least. Nothing.
2: Yeah, missed opportunity. If you want to say this fits in between these two games,
0: I'm pretty sure they can say, "Oh, we're going to make another one that happens after this one, but happens before Warrior Within."
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a any any adventures could have taken place, I guess.
0: Well, see, the problem is is that this this is the last Prince of Persia game that's been made, and it came out in 2010. So we've had a good four years and not a Prince of Persia game.
1: Well, I thought the self shaded one was the most recent.
0: No, that was in two thousand nine. Seriously? Yeah. Or eight. Was it eight or nine? I think it might have been oh eight. Yeah, I think it was oh
1: eight. Huh.
0: Damn. Yep.
1: Well it's, you can The self shaded one has
0: nothing to do with this series.
1: Right. But still it's still Prince of Persia. It but, is. But you know, you can probably blame this game for not having another one. <laughs>
0: So, all right. Well, I mean, I've talked about most of this shit. Okay, Justin. Tell yeah. me tell me your thoughts on Prince of Persia: The Forgotten Sands.
1: Um, my thoughts are it started off way easy and and, and I'm it got progressively harder. And I'm glad it got progressively harder because if it stayed at that easy level, I would have hated it so much more. It just posed no challenge and then it just got harder and harder until it got to ridiculous hard and then I just wanted to kill something Well, so. the combat was never difficult no no I'm talking about platforming yeah because uh, I know uh, Matt briefly touched on it uh, last week I'm like okay this sounds kind of fun at first it was more it was fun because it was a little bit more challenging and then I'm like oh all right I've had enough of this already too because it goes from you know the challenging moments where you got to you know stop um, the water and then you know refreeze it or whatever and then you and introduce that and then you went back to doing the whole you know going through traps shit and all that and i just i don't it was just it got old real quick for me yeah um i I, i'm pretty sure i like i said i've only played a little bit of the other prince of Persias and i'm pretty sure they're similar but i'm pretty sure i enjoyed the first one a lot more and i don't know why because i haven't played it in a while but it just obviously it's focused on the uh The platforming, because that's what makes these games, you know, what they're supposed to be. But, I don't know, it just just got old and annoying real quick. And there was no attention to the story, pretty much, and the combat was just kind of like a backseat. I didn't use any of the little abilities you can unlock with the uh, upgrades. I didn't care about it, because I didn't really need to. All you did was hack, slash, and then dive out of the way, hack and slash, continue. So... I don't know. It had its moments where I'm like, "This is pretty cool," but it had a lot more frustrating moments to where I just I'm glad it's over.
0: Okay. Well, Matt, what about you?
2: I mean, I, I agree with a lot of that. It, this game's clearly not the total package because of the combat and the story. Yeah. But uh, I I really like the platforming overall. I thought I thought they did a good job of ratcheting up the difficulty, I guess, but just the complexity, really. Um, and I, you, you know, that I think the first couple hours were probably a little too easy, but then after that, like once we get the, the water ability, for me, the game just kept getting better and not, not that it was ever great and I never loved the game, but I think it's a solid, if uninspiring game, All right. you know, every everything pretty much works. The story's there. At least it, you know, it's not incomprehensible. I mean, that's cause it's so simple. Uh, and, and there's so little of it, but there's nothing that was really awful about the game. There was nothing that was really amazing about the game, but you know, I just kind of latched on to like, my favorite part of the game was that final time. <laughs> as difficult and frustrating as some of those sections were, like when I saw those multiple sheets of water falling, I just kind of like grinned. I'm like, alright, how the fuck am I going to get through this now? And I'm like, yeah, this this is going to suck, and I'm going to die a few times, but You know, this I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. I I thought that was I thought that was the best part of the game. I want to know if
1: anyone fucking got through that without even having to hesitate and die. You know, because I thought that was just if you can go through that without you know on the first try without even having to think about it, that's pretty impressive because that shit was tough.
0: I'm sure there's some idiot savant out there that did it. Uh, The wizard, California,
2: but uh. You know, if this had been this exact same game, just with a way better story,
0: I would have loved it. Yeah, that's that's the thing, is I've always liked the Prince of Persia stories, at least I think. I haven't went back and played the trilogy lately, but I've always thought that they were well told, you know? Um,
2: Yeah, and since I've still never played the first game, this game at least makes me want to still do that. Yeah. It's not turning me off to Prince of Persia.
0: See, you may actually like the first one a little bit better, because it's actually told Through the eyes of the prince. Like he is narrating this story. Almost like, you know, like in film noir where the detective is basically talking to himself about what's going on. Sin City. Yeah, Sin City. Or um, Max Payne? Max Payne. There you go, Max Payne. It plays a lot like that, where like uh, if you die, you can hear you know you'll hear the prince say, "Well, that's not how it happened. Let me go back." And then he rewinds time, and it's you know it's it's stuff like that that it it it's it was innovative for its time.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: There was also what was it? There was only a very very brief maybe two maybe one section in this game where you had to use the freezing water with a puzzle. Like with there were some of the parts we had to line up like the staff. Yeah. And so I thought that they were going to do more of that. Like yeah. Somehow incorporate some more of this stuff into the puzzles and not just the platforming. Platforming, yeah. But then because close. I thought that was kind of cool because I looked at it I'm like what the hell is, what the hell do I do here? <laughs> and then I'm like well I only have options to this one thing I'm like let me see if I can line the staff pieces up. And I was like oh wow this is this is the first time I've seen this used this way in this game.
0: Yeah I think they did a pretty cool job there and I enjoyed that but. They just didn't use it enough, unfortunately.
1: Well, because they mixed it up, you know. They added something new. Whenever they added something new, I had a I had fun with it. But then it just got repetitive, and it just kept doing it. You know, the same shit over and over. You just got harder.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. And it did feel weird after you get these powers to go through these sections, and then to go back to the very, very simple buzzsaws on the walls and the columns of razor blades. Yeah, that don't involve those powers really at
0: all. Yeah, it's like there's three sections of this game. The first one being you're going to platform using these powers. The second one was going to be you're going to get to sections where you're going to have to go around blades and and the the pillars with the the blades on them and shit like that and jumping over pits. And then when you get past that, you're going to a section where you're going to beat up guys. And then you rinse and repeat. Unfortunately, that's that's what happened. <clears throat> but to continue with our story or, or with the Prince of Persia before moving on, because I can, I kinda want to move on now. Uh I know it's
2: sad that it, this is we'll go from the no story part of the podcast to the all story part of the podcast. All story.
0: <laughs> uh but first no gameplay whatsoever in Donnie Darko. <laughs> so um uh, we did get an email uh from William and he um he he let us know a little bit about uh, his experiences with Prince of Persia. It says, I feel the Forgotten Sands was probably the weakest game of the series. Like you mentioned on part one, it was released to coincide with the movie released and felt extremely rushed. I think that's I think that's consistency here. Uh, from what I remember, review scores were pretty mediocre, so I waited until it was twenty dollars until I bought it. I liked the game just fine, but could see where dropping sixty bucks would be a huge disappointment. Uh, Prince of Persia 2009, the self-shaded one, is my favorite, but I was really disappointed when they just used DLC to end the story. I do remember that they had a prologue. Or no, yeah, it was, no, it was an epilogue. I can't. I, I don't know my my shit. My terms here. I waited forever for a sequel until I found out it wasn't coming, so I bought the DLC on sale and have never played it. It's actually worth it. Um, oh, I heard uh,
1: there was two different DLCs, wasn't
0: there? There one was, was
1: worth it. One wasn't.
0: One was the epilogue, and I can't remember what the other one was. It's been so long. Uh, I would say Forgotten Sands is probably my least favorite of the series, but The Warrior Within is a close second. I never completed it due to a game-breaking glitch near the end where a cutscene never started and it blocked my progress where I couldn't continue just backtrack exploring. Ew. That that sucks. sucks.
2: Yeah, that blows.
0: Uh, the other, the only other thoughts I have on the series is that it is one of my favorites, and I'm a little disappointed Ubisoft chose to release a new Assassin's Creed every year instead of alternating between Assassin's Creed and Prince of Persia. I was under the impression at the time Assassin's Creed used a modified Prince of Persia engine and thought the games were similar enough the dev teams could kind of overlap and a certain percentage could move between both t- teams each year. Thanks, William0406. Thank you for your email, William. And, um, yep, they found their cash cow, Assassin's Creed, and decided to make that their yearly franchise and just kind of let Prince of Persia die. If it was up to me, I'd bring Nolan North back and do a sequel to The Prince of Persia from 2009.
2: Yeah. Um- I mean, it's not a done series, and nobody expects that they've given up on it completely, right? They're just... Taking a little break. Shelved it
0: for four years.
2: Yeah. I mean, Assassin's Creed has got to be, if not running its course, they got to be ready to slow down a little bit with it. Yeah. I would think.
0: I would hope so too, but got to make that money, boy.
1: I don't know. I'd like to see another one. I mean, I didn't beat the 2009 because it came around the same time I bought some other things and kind of fell by the wayside, but I really enjoyed what I played, and I really need to go back and finish it but i don't have it anymore so fuck
0: the ending to that game was really really good the actual ending or the like the dlc
1: modified uh, ending
0: i'd say the the actual ending in fact i'd go ahead and say william if you decide to ever play the dlc ending the epilogue be prepared to be some wow wow be prepared it was was it whenever i did the there it is. Shh. Yep. <laughs> it's whenever it's my lisp. Damn it. I don't have a lisp, it just sounds like that on the podcast that or Southern drawl. It's that Southern drawl. Anyway, um if you do ever decide to play the uh the DLC, just be pre- be prepared to be a little disappointed because I think the ending to Prince of Persia 09 was fantastic and they could have left it at that and just moved on to a sequel. And I think that would have been way better because the ending to '09 Prince of Persia is pretty damn powerful. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it because I don't know if Matt, have you played through that game? I've
2: played through about eighty to ninety percent of it, okay. and I just at some some point need to go
0: back and finish it. I forgot how great that ending was. That it that that's that's up there for one of the for for is me personally one of my favorite games of last generation just because of the terrific voice acting with Nolan North and I can't remember the woman's name uh she's been a she's a big voice actor um but the interactions between them and and that ending and the way it looked and the, I think the uh the, the original soundtrack for that game was amazing uh I, that's one of my favorite games of last gen now that I think about it, but yeah, if you got time, go back and play that one.
1: Oh, well, I'm probably gonna. Now that we keep talking, I'm gonna have to because I really did like what I played, and I don't have my 360 anymore, so I don't have my save. So I'm gonna have to buy it on the PS3.
0: Yeah, um, or we may uh sometime next year recruit your ass to do it for things now.
1: Oh, fuck, yeah. I'm I'm glad to do it then uh, because gives me actually uh,
0: a reason reason
1: to play it.
0: (laughs) There you go. But now we come to the highlight of the show. (laughs) Uh, And uh, from what Justin told me before the show started, he enjoyed this more than he enjoyed the Forgotten Sands. Truth. Uh, We're going to talk about Donnie Darko and I need to explain to people.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a weak tie-in since we're not playing a game with Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Yeah, that. that, that so I need to explain how we came to watch Donnie Darko and decided to, to talk about it on this Game Club podcast. Prince of Persia. There was a movie based on Prince of Persia that had Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Then we started talking about Jake Gyllenhaal and the movies he's been in. I mentioned, have you seen Donnie Darko? Justin said, no. I said, well, then you need to watch it. I have a feeling you're going to hate it, but watch it. And he watched it. And I said, you know what? We should all watch it and talk about it on the show. And here we are. <laughs> this uh, was my Christmas morning. <laughs> your Christmas morning. yeah. <laughs> was Donnie Darko. 2001 sci-fi drama. I guess it'd be sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sci-fi. More so now with the director's cut. So, Matt, did you watch the director's cut?
2: I have not seen the director's cut. I bought it for my friend who's a huge Donnie Darko fan. Uh huh. But I have actually still not seen the director's cut. All
0: right, Justin, you did watch the director's cut.
1: That is correct. All I right. know it's got a
2: good 20 minutes of extra footage in it, which is kind of crazy. Other I, than Lord of the Rings, most you know most extended movies are tacking on like a minute and a half of footage. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> I still have yet to finish the the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the extended editions. I, I hate to say it, but I fall asleep during them. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying that because they're boring. I'm just saying because, holy fuck, they're long. Yeah. Yes. And you sit in a recliner for that long, you will fall asleep. It doesn't matter what happens. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, uh, I have seen snippets of Donnie Darko, the director's cut, but I have never seen it just by sitting down and watching it. And from what I have seen of those snippets, I prefer the original cut.
2: Yeah, so my my stance on it is that I would like to watch the Director's Cut once, but after that I think I would go back and until the end of my ever watching Donnie Darko, I would rather watch the original. Yeah. I would rather have the knowledge from the Director's Cut but get it in the original release version.
0: (laughs) I got the knowledge of the Director's Cut by doing research on the internet. Yeah, me too. And I'd like to
2: know how explicit that is in the movie. I know a lot of it comes from the book that he gets, right?
0: Yeah, that book that the old woman wrote.
2: Yeah, which is in both versions of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, but very little of it's in the original release. I, none of it is,
0: pretty much. Yeah, well, uh, just a couple of, like, there's like two pages that they show randomly. Yeah, well, they, they do that, plus a lot of it they try to explain between the science teacher and the and Donnie, so let's... Alright, so let's... How, how do I want to do this? Let's, let's just start from the beginning. This takes place in 1988, in October. Um, Donnie and his two sisters, one older, one younger, and his mom and his dad, live in suburban Virginia. Um, they have a relatively normal life, except for Donnie. Donnie has he
2: schizophrenic or he's hey. sort of I you know I, I don't know because that's where the, a lot of the ambiguity ambiguity came in the first time I watched it is wondering whether he's just schizophrenic and the whole movie is that or if real shit was happening this from, from... it's much clearer now after the apparently if you watch it with the uh commentary on also a yeah. lot more of it is explained
0: right so, uh, this shit is happening um I think, but does that mean that he's not schizophrenic, or just that both of those things are true i think I don't think he's schizophrenic. I think he had emotional problems um when he was a kid, and he's going to a therapist for it, but he's he 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 doesn't he he gives off the feelings that he is schizophrenic to his therapist. After, well, it's only
2: because of this stuff that's happening yeah, in this only, 20,
0: yeah, Twenty day period. Only because of, of this shit that's happening. Right. Because he didn't know who the fuck Frank was until this shit started happening. He wasn't talking to people that weren't there. You know, he wasn't. But
1: why did it start happening, though?
0: Huh. Well, that's a good question. <laughs>
1: Because, I mean, he was on medication, but apparently he wasn't taking it. But it wasn't even – it was just placebos. So it wasn't really doing anything anyway. So what is going on with this guy?
2: What happened? Do do you know the whole, I guess, canonical, like what the movie is actually about, Justin?
1: Uh, I struggled with that.
2: (laughs) Okay. Matt, you want to do it? Uh, (laughs) So – My only problem is what the, like, triggering event of the movie is. Because I could never find out what that actually is. But basically, something happens. So basically, everybody in this movie, prior to when the movie starts, is just living their normal lives. And then something happens, which causes them to go into a tangential universe, where... Then like Donnie Darko's the chosen one, and basically everybody's working to get him to do to undo the thing that caused the creation of this tangential universe. Yeah. So that they can like reinsert themselves back into the primary universe. Right. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. It's it's weird. Like I didn't know any of that. They're, first they're, sub- yeah. they're subconsciously trying to help Donnie. So
2: that's where a lot of the awful, like, oh, that's convenient type of things come in.
0: Yeah. What happens is, and they try to touch on this during the discussion with his science teacher and Donnie, is that everybody, and we see it in the movie, the the um, tubes that come out of people's chests, Donnie can see those. What happened was, and what 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 I didn't know whenever I first watched this movie, I should go ahead and just say I watched this movie in 2002 when I was 17 years old. I didn't know any of these theories or anything like that. I didn't know. I couldn't figure out this fucking movie when I was 17. Yeah, I
1: still Shit, loved it, but I didn't understand it at all. What's that? I can say I'm 32 and I don't fucking understand it.
0: Well, see, I've I've done a little bit of research and I've, I've read into some theories of relativity and stuff like that. And um I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm an expert in quantum physic, physics and shit like that, Um but I have read a little bit into it, and I may be talking out of my ass. I don't know. But there's some theories out there where basically existence and time in and of itself, including our existence, is basically just a line. And from the moment we're born to the moment we die – we're traveling this long line, and some people say it could possibly be a physical line. And the theory is is that it's basically destiny. You know, where the line ends is where we're going to die, and basically we have no control over where we're going to end up. We're just basically following this line, and the theory is is that if somebody can grow conscious to this they could see themselves and see that line that they're traveling and decide i don't want to go through that line i want to go to another line and, yeah, it, and that's exactly the conversation they had he has with the noah wiley yeah and so what they do is is that that person then decides to break off from that line and go a different route that creates a different continuity a different universe. A universe where he didn't continue that line. Even though that line still exists somewhere in reality he in the has, primary universe. In the primary universe, he has created this tangent. All right. Well, a person can't just do this, okay? We have to abide by the laws of physics and, you know, the the laws of of consciousness. Um, But, according to this book, and according to uh, some theories, something can happen that will create this new line. A.K.A., which brings in the jet engine that falls through their house and lands in Donnie's bedroom. So that was basically the first thing that happened after the tangent universe was created that's what created the tangent universe are you sure that's what they said okay <laughs> I, I i'm just saying that's 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 what i've read online yeah cuz a lot of what i read said that,
2: that that wasn't the thing that caused it that was just that was what happened as a result of it
1: what caused it then if, if, the, if the airplane engine falling through wasn't the cause of it, what was the cause of it? Because that was like the first real – that was like 20 minutes into the movie.
0: You know, that's a good question now that I think about it because if – the only reason why that universe didn't happen, the only reason why Donnie wasn't killed was because Frank, who shouldn't even exist in this universe yet, convinced him to get up out of his bed right. – and that happened before it fell. Yeah, that happened before yeah. it fell. That was the reason why he wasn't there to be killed. So that's already in the Tangent Universe. So I don't know, is it some kind of time loop? Has he lived this before, and, it's, yeah. uh, and we were coming in halfway through?
2: Yeah, as far as what I could read, it's implied that there is a time loop. And it's not said how many times he's done this, but basically a lot of the points when he like laughs at somebody they they point to as evidence that like that was him remembering from a different loop um that some of these things had happened right
3: Hmm. so and so
2: like when he wakes up at the beginning like up on the mountain they said that that was him having failed his last attempt
0: and it starts over. Yeah, and then it starts over. Gotcha.
2: His
1: attempt to what?
0: To change the tangent universe, yeah. make it meld back into the oh, okay. real universe.
2: Yeah, to okay. revert whatever that thing was that caused it to
0: cause the tangent universe to exist. The only way he can do that is by that having that jet engine that doesn't belong in our universe sending it back to the tangent universe. Right has he has, so, to, he has to remove the object that created it and he
2: also has superpowers which is I didn't think was that explicitly said either
0: eh, I think they
2: did a pretty good job of it I, I think they did a great job of it but to say that the way he gets that jet engine to go where he wants it to is through telekinesis like that that seemed weird to me yeah unless that's unless that's something that is mentioned earlier in the director's cut
1: I didn't see anything about telekinesis. Honestly, I didn't see anything about superpowers. They just mentioned uh that, you know, when they mentioned they, he uh, uh, he was asked if he's a superhero. And that's all I got. Yeah. I didn't see it. I didn't pay any other attention to it uh, and I didn't even think about telekinesis uh when he when that jet engine came through. I thought it was just sucked in to that uh whatever. And that, that's why I
2: say it's not real explicit because they show so there's the one part where he puts the axe through the metal the bronze yeah right
1: which i still struggle to you know i was trying to find an explanation for that so i never thought maybe super strength or something Yeah. yeah
2: that's that's the accepted
0: explanation yeah okay it's 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 all explained in that that book where basically all right so let's just let's just explain what happened
1: Yeah, this is
2: sort of assuming that if you're listening to this, you've already seen the movie. Seen the once movie. Once.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably going to be the best way to go at it. Otherwise, I'm going to have to explain the first like 30 minutes of the movie. So basically, this jet engine falls out of the sky. Nobody knows where it came from. There was no jet at the time of when it came through.
1: And the FAA wasn't telling anyone. They had to sign a non-disclosure agreement.
0: Yeah, that they didn't know where it came from, and um, it, it it was it. It was positioned to where if, if, if Donnie was there, he was going to get killed by it. He was going to get smashed. But it just so happens he wasn't there. He was at a golf course because he had been led in his sleep by a voice named Frank.
1: Well, it's also a uh, fucked up bunny looking.
0: Well, snake. we don't see the bunny until later.
1: No, we see him. I thought it was in, uh, before he left the mansion.
0: No, no, no. We, we, or not
1: the, his mansion. I'm sorry, the house. I'm sorry, his, his house. It house? looks yeah, like they, a mansion from that fucking whatever.
0: They have – they have, yeah, they're, they're high society over there.
1: But I could have sworn he was at the uh, the fucking outside. He was outside uh, it, of it, in the street.
0: It may have been. I can't remember.
1: It doesn't matter. He was fucked up looking. So. Yeah,
0: so – um, and he's – Donnie can see this person in a rabbit suit uh, very fucked up looking rabbit suit.
2: Not not a normal rabbit. Yeah, it's like um, a nightmare
0: rabbit. Yeah, it's, and it's, you know what it reminds, it reminds me of that fucking rabbit from Bill and Ted, the second movie. Mm.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm I'm reaching right there. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, uh Ted was afraid of the Easter Bunny when he was a kid, and so he started imagining it. It was whenever they died. His bogus journey or something like that. I can't remember. But anyway. So it was it was a freaky fucking light like, rabbit. Um so uh Frank is um basically leading him to do these things. And he's listening to it. Of course, this is Frank is imaginary, nobody else can see him except for him. And um he he makes him do these certain things. Um and what he finds out through this series of events. Is that all roads are leading to something, but he doesn't know what.
1: Well, it was, he was told that the world's going to end on Halloween.
0: Yeah, well, the day, you know, well, midnight.
1: Well, it was the 31st of October.
0: I thought right. it was the 30th of October.
1: Was it 30th? I it's it it's 30th. midnight. Well, I
2: thought it was like 6 or 7 a.m., though, because don't, a. M. Like, they leave the party at, around midnight. And yeah, that's Friday. true. That's true. It
1: was, it was 6 a.m.
0: Yeah, okay. But he gets a time for when this is going to happen. And what basically is happening behind the scenes is this jet engine is not supposed to be in our time. It came from another time, another, another reality,
1: another version of this universe.
0: Yes. Um, and so basically he has to reverse how it's happened. And the only real way he can do that is by sacrificing himself, allowing him to oh, be
2: killed. So that's that's one thing that I thought was interesting because nothing that I read about this movie said that he actually had to sacrifice himself.
1: Yeah, and there was – I did not think it was implied either in the movie. Like all he had to do was put that back
2: and then it would have been fine.
1: Well, put that back, but uh, – put,
2: put put the jet engine back.
1: Well, it was hmm. – he
0: has to die, though, because uh, he is, he's kind of like the solution and the problem all at the same time.
1: Goddamn
0: <laughs> <clears throat> so So what they explain is is that there's an object that comes into our reality that creates this tangent universe. That object is the jet engine. And the person who is closest to that object, when it comes into our universe, is the chosen one. The one who is going to be chosen to have to send it back to its universe. Well, that's Donnie. Um, And he has about a month's time to send it back before... Basically, the world ends. The The world kind of collapses on itself. Our universe becomes part of the Tangent Universe. And basically, it's like a black hole. Things just get sucked into the other
1: universe. Wait, now I'm confused again. Because I thought that <clears> – <throat> excuse me – that the, the, the where the movie takes place, we're already in a Tangent Universe. We have N- – oh, <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. Because I (laughs) stop uh, talking, stop uh, talking. (laughs) uh, I don't know. Fuck. So this is as best as I can explain it. So Donnie is tasked with sending this thing back. All right. To aid him in this, he has received special powers that are implied: superhuman strength, the ability to manipulate water and fire. Um. Yeah. This is all. This is all talked about. Yeah, these are all his powers. Yeah, telekinesis, uh, and uh, the ability to see the future.
1: I have to go back and watch this because I don't remember them talking about it.
0: Um, and but not only that, but people who are in this new universe are basically suddenly trying to get him to do what he needs to do. So. His girlfriend getting hit by a car. Him killing a dude who killed his girlfriend.
1: Well, and that teacher reading that book, making him yeah. read that book, I forget what it's called, by Graham Greene. Yeah. So. The, the teacher getting fired for
0: that. Mm-hmm. Um, all these different things that happen um, are basically trying to influence him that, hey, things are a lot fucking worse if you don't do this. Than if you do do it and what finally drove him over the edge was his girlfriend getting killed by Frank, by Frank. So comes, to, come to find out Frank, this guy in this bunny outfit is actually a guy, just a normal guy. It's his, it's his uh, boyfriend.
1: Yep, yep. Sister's boyfriend. Yep.
0: He, um, he's, he basically, um, it was explained to that. If you die, during this month period, you become like this kind of like a spirit that talks to the chosen one that can – that doesn't have to subtly tell him to do things. They can basically show him what he needs to do. Would and There's so much Frank weird terminology this? in this book too. Yeah.
2: So like the, the jet engine is the artifact. Donnie is the living receiver. Uh, someone like Frank, he's a manipulated dead because he has died in this tangent universe and now he's manipulated to come back and guide Donnie.
1: So, so okay, Frank is Okay, okay, I got that. Cool. Alright. So I'm kinda I, with
2: it. <laughs> if if I remember, I think one of the one of the pieces of evidence for it being a loop was when Donnie was in the bathroom with the knife, stabbing Frank. And he happened to be stabbing him right in the eye that he's go- later going to shoot him in. Yeah. And so they said, like, oh, he still remembers that that's where it's going to happen from the last loop where he already shot him in the eye. You know, I don't know how strong of an argument that is. I don't actually know if it's definitely that there are multiple loops happening here or if this is just a one-shot tangent universe.
1: So if it is multiple loops, he
2: failed in his other attempts? Yeah, that was that was my understanding of it. Yeah, it was that he failed, that's why he woke up on the mountain... In the very very beginning of the movie, and then he rides his bike home. It's basically
0: it's going to continue happening until he sacrifices himself
1: to make things right.
0: To make things right. To make to make the universe continue. Um,
1: what the hell got it off in the first place?
0: That's a good question. Uh, yeah, that I have no idea. That I that I, really I don't like think they. Them, yeah, I don't think they ever
1: explain that. I think Donnie himself is the reason why this is happening. Well, I mean, it happened to other people, apparently, like Frank. It had to happen to Frank because he was the guide, and you just explained. No, he was probably killed in one of the other loops. That's yeah, I'm sorry, was, you're right. He, yeah, he, yeah, I think he had the same, uh,
2: the same role in all the loops. But I think they did say that it happened to the lady who wrote the book. Yeah. And she's one of the people who was functioning in the role that Donnie is in as a living receiver. She was in that role before, and she fixed it. And then she remembered it, and she wrote that book.
1: So she didn't have to die to fix it?
2: Right, which I thought was why he didn't actually have to die. He just had to fix it.
0: I think he had to die because if you think about it, the only reason why the jet engine fell through the portal was because of the whole, you know, his mom was on the fucking plane. You know, all these things led to... His mom being on that plane, them coming back, and the jet engine breaking off and going through the portal. So if Donnie doesn't exist, if Donnie dies before all that shit happens, none of it happens.
1: Cause she never gets on the
0: plane. She never gets on the plane because they never go to the fucking. The was it Star Search back yeah, in the eighties? Yeah, they were on Star Search because they didn't. You know all this shit happened. You know, when somebody dies, stuff kind of gets disrupted.
1: I mean, it does, but I mean, who's to say that they still wouldn't go to Star Search? Because it hadn't, I mean, it affects the family, but this was, you know, this, I don't know, this could have happened weeks later, too. You know, Star Search was towards the end of the month. This happened in the beginning of the month. They would have grieved, moved on. They probably, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. There's no way to tell what would have happened and what wouldn't have happened.
2: Right. Plus, I mean, the the way I saw it is you see him at the very end, like, laying in bed, smiling. Right. Like, he knows what's going to happen. Like, he knows what's going to happen. So if he knows, he could have, in my mind, just chosen to get up and go to the bathroom. And then nothing else would have been affected
0: as far as I understand it.
1: Now, do you think that he just thought that he was causing so much pain to his family that he just fucking... If
0: if he would have got up and went to the bathroom, the same shit was going to happen again because he still wouldn't be dead you know everything fucking happens for a reason but
2: but I, but I think him not dying is only something that happens after the the thing that caused the tangent universe so I thought once he's fixed that him dying or not dying is irrelevant <laughs> maybe, and I, I maybe I thought the he, reason he the reason that he was like smiling and accepting it wasn't because he thought that he had to do it it was and maybe this is just a function of the same thing, but the fact that he got really scared when the old lady told him that all living things die alone. And I thought that, you know, he realized he had done enough good and whatever, that he wasn't actually alone. I thought that was his realization so that he was dying and he was okay with that because he decided he wasn't going to die alone. But yeah, I, I mean, I,
0: that was my interpretation of it. I don't know if that's, I I'm pretty sure, and and I think maybe we're messing up here. I mean, as far as what I'm thinking, perhaps Donnie is the reason why all this shit's happening, and not the jet engine itself. He basically breaks the loop if he dies, because if he does, if he doesn't die, then you know everything just happens just like it did before.
1: And that goes back to the opening scene of him on the fucking mountain. Yeah. Sound logic. It's, he, there, he, failed, he failed again. The,
2: that the, makes sense, but something just doesn't fit with me because it seems like the problem would have been
0: fixed before he would have had to die or not die. I mean, let's see. What, ha- what happens is is that it, 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 you, instead of looping the way we watch the movie, you're basically looping it in reverse if he sent if, if if all he did was send the jet engine back to the other time period then if you reverse that time it's still going to be the same thing it's him not dying because he didn't get hit by the jet engine except you're just watching it in reverse the only way to end that loop either going forward or going backwards is if he were to die then it all ends but then the world moves on to the next loop or whatever the fuck that happens yeah, I wonder how frequent these things are. I don't know. I may be living one right now. I don't even know it. <laughs> but yeah, as far as the um, the subtleties of like him being having superpowers and shit like that. I mean, you know, he breaks the water main with the axe. He shoves the axe into the the bronze head of this fucking mascot. You know, he has superhuman strength. Uh, There was subtleties where you know his girlfriend asked him, you know, what kind of a, my name's Donnie Darko. It says it sounds like a superhero's name. He says, how do you know I'm not one? You know, they have all these small little subtleties.
1: Well, what about? Because I mean, in this universe, are lives different? Like the like Patrick Swayze's character. Okay. And in in the real universe, would he still have that uh, child porn stuff in the basement?
2: Yeah, at least in the original version, they kind of hinted all that stuff after. When they all wake up. Yeah, when they all
0: wake up, and they show him, like, crying. Because there's everybody who suddenly tried to help Donnie figure out what he needed to do. They all, it's kind of like they woke up from that loop. Like, it's all been just this bad dream, and they kind of remember some of it. That's why some of them act like they're disturbed whenever they wake up.
1: Well, and Frank, you know, he was crying out of his right eye. Right. Which is, you know... He covers it st- up with his hand. Right.
2: And, like, the Donnie's girlfriend waves at the mom. And there's that weird scene where the other kid's like, do you know her? And then she's like, no. But you can tell that she feels some kind of... Connection. Connection with her. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some kind of holdover. And then you've got, presumably, Grandma Death, who lived through the whole thing before. Yeah. So there there's some carryover. Back into the primary universe, but I wonder if that, other than you know, I wonder if any of these other people would have any effect on the next loop, or if it's only somebody um, that was, say, a living receiver like Grandma Death. Maybe yeah. she was the only one that was involved enough to where she could remember enough to actually help somebody. Yeah,
0: that's this it, very interesting movie to say the least.
2: Yeah, it's it's so yeah, you know, I still think it's very well done. Where like you don't you really have no idea what's going on while you watch the movie. Yeah. So maybe it's a negative that you need all of this outside stuff to figure it out. But.
1: Well, it's these kind it, of movies that I like. I mean, it was Lost was the same way. Yeah. Uh, anything with time travel it kind of makes you step back and think, what the fuck.
3: Yeah. And then it kind of make makes you.
1: It doesn't, and you know, then you have good you know good discussions, and then you like, okay, I gotta go back and watch it again and see what I missed because I evidently missed a lot of small stuff. <clears throat> That I need to pay closer attention to. So I, I, I need to go back and just pay a lot more closer attention to everything going on. Because going into it, I didn't know to pay you know close attention. I didn't know. I just was going to watch it just to see what it was like. And evidently, you can't just go into this movie just to, for enjoyment. You have to fucking pay attention and pay attention <laughs> well. Because you will miss it. And even then, when, I don't know, evidently, you, you could pick up everything in the world and still be confused as all hell. But it's this kind of stuff that I like because it has good discussions come from it from different points of view, different opinions and all that. I like that. I've seen a lot
2: of good movies that just don't live on in my mind. Like as soon as I'm done watching it, that's done. Yeah. But a movie like this, like I just – sometimes I'll just think about it randomly.
1: Yeah.
2: And And it's it's just always kind of
1: there somewhere. And Lost is the same way with me because, again, that has something to do with like time travel and all that shit so it it I don't know anything that makes you think it has a placehold in my head, like one day you know i won't we won't be talking about it for a few weeks, a month or whatever, and it'll just pop in my head like, "hmm, there's a theory, and go back and watch it again. I especially like these movies where
2: it's like the clearest example of this type of time travel, so another one is like twelve monkeys for me. Like that's a very specific theory on what time travel would be, and it's it's more clear to me than any other similar type of time travel. Because in there, there's no tangent universe, there's no alternate anything. Everything that can happen or will happen does happen. And so I I, I think that all of these kind of standalone definitions of time travel theory movies are are amazing.
0: Yeah, this is pretty interesting how they do that where you can't you know there's there's you know like back to the future where nothing's written you can always change something yeah and there's movies like this where you really can't change shit except for maybe one thing you one, know what i mean one major thing that affects everything right you know but everything's going to go on the way it was supposed to so what happens to a living receiver back in the primary universe?
2: Could, does, so, like, does Grandma Death know – does she have any more ability to see in the future now that – whatever, her, her tangent universe ended? If you if you know if we take it to assume that she actually was in Donnie Darko's shoes and survived? Uh... I mean, if she wrote the book, she at least could write about her experience, so she remembered enough of it in that respect. But does she have any more ability – or was, did that ability leave as soon as the Tangent
0: Universe, like... I would figure inf- that it probably left. I don't know.
1: They didn't show her at the end, did they? No. So, does she die?
2: I don't think so. Yeah, I... I I, I don't know what her timeline is, but she... Yeah, I don't think... They, they never showed her dying. Yeah. And she was alive in the primary universe before the tangent started up.
1: Was she though? Because I'm I'm still at a little bit of a Well, I
2: think she must have been to give Noah Wiley the book. Because that all happened clearly before the tangent. Well, right.
1: That happened long before even Donnie Darko was even in existence.
2: Right, and presumably it happened after her experience. So I mean I don't see why she would be dead. Because I don't think dead people just come back to life when a Tangent Universe starts. So yeah. She must have been alive when it started. And if you go back to that time, then she was still alive.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, fucking.
0: <laughs> yeah. But the other thing that I didn't realize was is how many fucking people were in this movie.
1: Yeah, Seth Rogen's first movie. Yeah. I forgot Patrick Swayze was in this fucking movie. I was very shocked. I'm like, oh, I forgot. You know, like I was telling Drew before the show started that uh, I forgot uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal was in it, playing Jake's sister. Um, Drew Barrymore. uh, Drew Barrymore, Noah Wiley. uh, The guy, I know he's not a well-known actor, but the guy who played Frank was actually in in, uh, Independence Day. Um, Oh, yeah, the older brother, right? Yep, older brother. Huh. And I I saw the mom... I think she was also in Independence Day. She played the president's wife.
0: Yes. Yep. The mother... What I know her for is Battlestar Galactica. Yep. I have to say, Mary McDonald was um, quite the looker in this movie for me.
1: Yeah. That was a hot mom. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) No doubt.
0: But, um... Yeah. They, um... It had some uh, pretty high moments. Uh, the ending where everybody's waking up. I, I, I there were so many things that happened in this movie that I didn't realize until after I had gotten older. So the the remake of Mad World. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From this Cheers song is always.
2: Like, it's always stuck in my head because of this movie. See, I,
0: I, I totally forgot this. This was the this was what this movie... I mean, this was what that song was made for. Yeah. You know, that popular song that's played, like, during Gears of War
1: commercials and shit like that. That's the only reason why I know that song. It's because of the Gears of War commercial? Yeah, I didn't really hear it before then. Obviously, because I didn't, you know, see Donnie Darko when it came out. And I didn't know, the, you know the, the whole hoopla about it. So that's the first taste I got of this song was from the Gears of War. Uh-huh. But... It was a perfect song for this movie. Yeah,
2: it was. And I made, liked it. The gears yeah. the war commercial, but I always thought it was kind of rip off. I'm like, no, man, that's just a Donnie Darko song. Yeah, what well, I
0: mean that's, mean, that's it, well. The yeah. thing is, it was that song was made specifically for Donnie Darko. I mean, don't, it's it's an old <laughs> Tears for Fears song. And see, I didn't know that. Yeah, but they remade it just for this. Yeah. So
1: I, I didn't know it was a, a cover or a remake or whatever.
0: Because I was sitting here watching it. And I heard the piano start playing. I was like, "Damn, that's Mad World." And I started looking it up. I was like, "Oh fuck, they actually they made this song for this movie." I didn't know this. I was like, "Damn, this song is like overly played nowadays." And like, come to find out, like it it topped the charts whenever Donnie Darko got popular on DVD and shit. So I mean, I, that was another thing that that a reason one of the reasons why a lot of people never saw Donnie Darko was because. It came out like a few weeks after September eleventh.
1: Oh, I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah, it had a theatrical release that came out. Man, then so nobody went to the theaters and saw it.
1: And I was working at the theater at the time, and I don't even think we got it. I mean, fuck the first movie that released after two thousand and uh, you know uh, one eleventh. Yeah, in two thousand and one was a uh, fucking Zoolander. Right. That was it. That's what I remember cuz that's what we got. I remember Donnie Darko releasing.
0: But um but the, it got a pretty big cult following after it released on DVD about a year later.
1: So I guess it didn't do well in the theaters.
0: It 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 no. Um it, it did amazing on DVD, I think. It did fantastic on DVD. It did so well that they in 2004, they made the director's cut and re-released it in fucking theaters.
1: I didn't know they re-released it either. God, you'd think I wouldn't work at a theater.
0: Yeah. They um it it became a pretty big success, especially for the sci-fi crowd and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah. Very well, interesting I, movie.
1: I must say that I'm sorry I missed it when it released. Uh I really enjoyed it. Um for what it is. I mean, I, you know, going in, I kinda watching it and trying to explain it to myself in my head as I was watching it which is probably a bad thing to do because you miss things but it's one that I'll be watching again and again yeah it definitely has that appeal and it definitely has things that you probably miss watching it the first time uh it was really well done um this was was Jake's really first big movie was this his first movie it wasn't his first movie
0: but I think um
1: it kind of put them on the map, I think. Yeah, um, you know, it was really done by the entire cast.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I I thought it was great. Um, I saw the movie when I was really young. I was seventeen, and I had no idea what I was watching. I was like, "This is not making any sense." Yeah, I th- in fact, I think my dad even watched it with me.
1: It. I I don't remember. The you know commercials or trailers for it, uh, all that well. I just remember a bunny, and me thinking <laughs> that this is going to be the a dumb movie, and I'm not even going to waste my time. And I shouldn't have judged it like that, because I missed out on a really good one. <laughs> I really did so. I'm glad because I, and you know, throughout the years, I keep hearing people talk about it and how, oh my God, it's fantastic. You got to see it. I'm like, eh. Uh, I really don't want to suffer through it. And I was on sale at Best Buy a few months ago, and I'm like, all right, I'll fucking buy it. I'll watch it, see what the, you know, what everyone's talking about. And never did until last week when you guys, you know, talked about it. So. Uh thank you. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> Cuz it, it's it's good. It's
0: I'm it's really surprised good. as shit that you're saying this right now. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I mean I I think I, I figured yeah, I mean I I take you for more than, of an intellectual than what you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but you know, I don't want to Gently. Yeah. All right. I I mean I don't want to put it that way, but you know, you come off as a, as a as a person who would I figured would watch this movie and say this is fucking dumb and turn it off.
1: Um no. I mean uh <laughs> I mean I,
0: I don't want to insult I, you.
1: No, 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 don't get me wrong. I I I'm stupid. I really am. I'm not the brightest <laughs> crayon in the box. I I'm first to admit it. Um but I love movies that make, make you, think. you think. Yeah. And each of us has a different viewpoint. Yeah. And those are the kind of movies and TV shows that stay with me. And this one will stay with me for, I'll, for probably the rest of my life. Yeah. Because it's just one of those that I will go back and watch again and again and pick up on the stuff that I missed. Yeah. And there's evidently a lot of stuff that I missed. So I, I don't like games that make me think. Right. I just want to play through them and have fun. <laughs> but movies are a different different bag. If you have a movie that's well written, well acted, and has a good story, and it makes you think, it's a winner. Yeah, I have
0: a newfound respect for Donnie Darko. The last time I watched this, I was seventeen years old and didn't understand it.
2: Yeah, I've watched it a bunch of times, but never really explored what
0: like the explanation of the movie was. Before, yeah, until this until this time. So I did that, but it, it, I think my life experiences of me like looking up, you know. Some of the theories and stuff like that throughout the years, and and going back and actually watching it after you know some more maturity, uh, it was very impressive. At least a few more years. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say because to me this movie doesn't seem like it's a you know a teenager just go to a the movie on a Friday night movie. It's not. It wasn't. I just I rented it. In fact, I think my dad even rented it. Oh well, even still, it's not a, it's not. I, I well, I don't want to say that, but I mean it just doesn't seem like a teenage movie. Yeah.
3: You know, it's
1: it's one that I could see maybe going for like, you know, a science class, you know, field trip. <laughs> you know, because it it has a lot of explanation about time travel and everything, so it's it's not one to just go and just casually watch. Yeah. So you got to be prepared to think. And if thinking's not what you want to do, then you're probably not going to enjoy this. Yeah. But I like being challenged, and this movie is certainly a challenge.
0: Okay. Well, Matt, any final thoughts? Uh, I I would love to
2: see a follow up, if not a sequel, like something. They made
0: one.
1: Maybe don't, in the
0: same universe. Don't watch it.
2: There it is was a sequel.
1: A, it's um shit.
0: It's something. S S, S S Darko. S
1: Darko. I it has know. his sister.
0: Do not watch that movie. I'll definitely watch that movie. Okay, you're gonna hate it. <laughs> I can guarantee that. That movie has nothing. The director had nothing to do with it. Oh man, it's it's I don't know. It's cash in. It, is, it, it,
1: is it Maggie Gyllenhaal in it?
0: No, it's it's his younger sister.
1: Oh, his younger sister.
0: And It's the same actress too. Really? Oh yeah, she's like 18 now. Interesting. See, I my expectations are pretty low.
2: just want to see if they add anything at all to the universe.
0: Go right ahead. I have watched it and I did not like it.
1: Do they add anything? Will you get a little bit more?
2: Is it the same structure where now she's she's going through some shit. Yeah. I just watch it. I mean, I've wasted an hour and a half on some pretty shitty movies.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
0: I know. You've told me. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, it just was not my cup of tea, and I don't think it was a lot of people's cup of tea. So,
1: Well, it used to be on Netflix. It's not on Netflix anymore. Though. Yeah,
0: it, it was. That's how I watched it. And I watched it with my old roommate back in the day. But, uh, yeah, S. Darko, the unofficial sequel to Donnie Darko.
2: Yeah, well,
0: no matter how bad that movie
2: is, this movie
0: was and is amazing. Yeah. Well there you go. That's Prince of Persia, Forgotten Sands. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. I'm still under it's the your weather. Jake Gyllenhaal happy hour. Yeah. Uh Donnie Darko, fantastic movie. I hope uh whoever out there listened has seen the movie. If they haven't, maybe we intrigued you. I hate to I hate to spoil the movie for you, but we did. Don't worry, you still won't understand it. You still won't understand. You gotta watch it at least twice. Um but I do appreciate everybody listening. Um I don't know when we're going to be back. We're probably going to take this week off. Uh or at least uh, yeah, this upcoming week off. The um of the, the rest of the year off. Um I know Ken which I I mentioned to you Matt. I think, you know, Ken said he'd like to come back on and do cameo. Oh yeah. Um if you're down for that, he said he'd like to do it at the beginning of the year, so that may be our next game if you want to drag out your Xbox 360.
2: Well, I did just move it today, so I know where it is. Okay.
0: Well, um, we may do cameo. We may wait a little while for Ken. We don't know yet, but Ken said he would like to join us for that game. If not, are we sticking with Binary Domain? We can do. We can totally do Binary Domain if you want to. That's that's up to you. See if I can get. I want to see if I can probably get somebody i don't know who though um to join us but um we'll we'll figure it out i I know we're more than likely we're going to take this upcoming week off unless matt you want to record like a fucking intermission or something like that we can totally do that yeah let's
2: uh let's keep in talks okay i mean i'm not opposed to recording next
0: week right so um but yeah, uh let me go through the whole spiel of uh please leave us an iTunes review. We greatly appreciate it if you would, and we will listen to it and we'll listen to it. We will read it on the podcast. Um and you can also send us an email. You can send me an email, Drew at ztgd.com. Uh you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at DML Fury. Matt is at R-E-M-G-S, and Justin is at Killer Wolverine. Um you can uh, talk to us there. We also have a Phoenix Down Twitter account. It's a ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, we post all the new episodes and stuff on that uh, on that account. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it. I do appreciate everybody listening. Justin, thanks for coming on and thanks for enduring the Forgotten Sands, which eh, it wasn't that bad.
1: No, it wasn't. I mean, I enjoyed some parts, um, but you know, the real takeaway was Donnie Darko. Yeah. Had I not come on and done this, or had I picked you know something else, still probably wouldn't have watched it.
0: This is true. <laughs> See, everything happens for a reason. We are in a tangent universe, and the the <laughs> and the only way we can get back to our real universe is that we don't play Prince of <laughs> 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 But anyway, um, yeah. We'll wrap it up there. I hope everybody has a happy new year. Safe and happy new year. And uh we may be back next week just to shoot the shit. Me and Matt will find we'll figure it out. We'll be in talks about it. But um until next time, I am Drew and I'm Matt. I'm Justin. And we are out of here. We'll may see you next week. Well, more than you we're going to see you in 2014 no matter what. So we'll see you guys in 2014.
3: worn out faces bright and early for the daily races going nowhere going nowhere their tears are filling up their glasses no expression no circles it's a very very